The Nate Brown Show packed on a Wednesday, brought to you in part by the rehab doctors. When it comes to pain relief without surgery, you have a choice for your medical care. No referral necessary from some other doctor. You can go to the rehab doctors and get pain relief without surgery. Back pain, neck pain, leg pain. See the rehab doctors, the official sports medicine physicians of the Rapid City Rush. Take your first step to feeling better. TheRehabDoctors.com. All right, Wednesday show lined up and ready. Let's take a look at the guest lineup, and then we'll get after it here. A lot of interesting news across the board today. Really is interesting. Middle of the week here, and I'm going, yeah, we got some things popping in the NFL, in college sports, and then here in South Dakota sports. That just came out this afternoon, a, an interesting story across the uh, river. So we'll get into that. First, let's go to John Bryce, National College football writer. He'll join us live from South Bend, Indiana, footballscoop.com. National writer John Bryce hits us on a Wednesday. Andy Wittry's on tap, name, image, and likeness, sports business writer for on3.com. High school side here in South Dakota, Jason Andera drops by. South Dakota high school sports coverage with Midco Sports in Sioux Falls. Jason Andera on the way. And national NFL writer for Fox Sports, Eric Williams, live from San Diego, foxsports.com, senior NFL writer. Packed show on a Wednesday, a lot to cover. Let's get you on tonight, 720-1067 is our number, 720-1067. That's where you can join the program, uh, studio line live. Also on the Barron's Wilson text line, text the show directly, 720-1067. So we have these storms in the area, right? We have these storms popping. We had some yesterday, and I said, what's wild about doing this radio show here in the studio Every time there's like a lightning strike, like either on the tower or, or something or nearby, I get the buzz in my headphones. I get like a little buzz in my headphones. And I'm thinking, am, am I getting, uh, you know, little electrical shocks in my brain? Is that why I'm so off every day, every afternoon? And somebody texted in here. I want to pull this one up because they have some info for me. Um, listener text on the lightning here. Yes, Nate, the lightning buzzing through your headphones, it does something to you. It makes you love the Broncos. Okay. <laughs> a little comedy. A little comedy through the thunderstorms in the Black Hills. Okay. Um, 720-1067, our number in the Barons-Wilson text line. Same number. You can text the show. Comedy like that. Okay, let me start with uh, a story that's getting ready to pop pretty good. Okay. This isn't the first of its kind. But it's going to pop pretty good, and there's going to be some debate on it. And then you're going to say, is this harsh? Is this too lenient? Is it just right? And then after that, uh, there's going to be discussion, are we still going to have stuff like this happen? So here's what's getting ready to go. The hammer of the NFL is getting ready to, to come down here. Okay, The NFL is getting ready to pop some players this week. This is Adam Schefter today that one of the players like uh, Indianapolis Colts corner and special teams guy, Isaiah Rogers. And so the hammer's going to come down. Schefter mentioned this in a tweet today and said, Isaiah Rogers and other players that bet on NFL games are going to get a year-long suspension. Okay, and so I said, this isn't the first time it's happened. Calvin Ridley got popped a couple of years ago. Atlanta Falcons wide receiver. And Ridley didn't bet huge amounts or anything like this, but he bet on NFL games, and he got popped for a year. And the debate started then, okay, is the year-long suspension strict enough 
to make sure that this stuff doesn't happen anymore in the NFL. These guys are, most of them, making big dollars. Now, Isaiah Rogers, he's making big dollars compared to you and I, although speak for yourself, but uh, millionaires, essentially. I mean, you got a nice career in the NFL. You're doing pretty well. So these guys are, are risking that, essentially, like even a year's salary, so to speak, to bet how many dollars. In, in Calvin Ridley's case, it wasn't even that much. It wasn't massive bets or anything like this. And I've been seeing in the reports, Isaiah Rogers, this Colts guy, he didn't bet big dollars either. But the report is saying he bet on NFL games and they're going to hit him with a year-long suspension, and that's going to come down this week. Now, Adam Schefter said, get ready, there's going to be other guys that are also going to get popped for a year-long suspension. So I'm going to ask you this right out of the gate on a Wednesday. From the Calvin Ridley story till now, till, till this week, this obviously um, hasn't really deterred too many players. It's like, I have a feeling there's more guys that are going down this road, potentially. Uh, maybe it's just uh, one or two, but there's a handful now still this week, even this week, that are going to get hit with a year-long suspension because they're betting on um, the NFL, essentially. Now, here's the two rules in the NFL. You can't bet on the NFL if you're a player at all. And then you cannot bet when you're in, in, an, in an NFL facility. So they can bet on March Madness. Not while you're at the Colts facility, for example, for Isaiah Rogers. Okay? So there's the two major rules. That's it. And I'm saying is a year-long suspension the right uh, time frame? Is it the right call? That's my question of the day as I start this Wednesday. These guys are going to get hit this week for a year-long suspension. And I look at it and say, is that right? Is it too harsh or is it too lenient? Some reports are saying Isaiah Rogers of the Colts actually bet on the Colts. He actually bet on the Colts. Now, I'm telling you, he's going to get a year-long suspension. Is that – what do you say about that time frame? Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. I got, like, three answers, Nate. The first one, the guy that bet on his own team, yeah, that should be that should be a $10 million fine, and you're done with the NFL. Oh, you're done. You're totally done. Well, if they did it to Pete Rose, by God, why can't we do it to this guy? Or is it because Pete's white? Uh, anyway, my second answer these guys. Michael Jordan, him, him is Charles Barkley. You don't think they've been gambling since college? <laughs> I've I've heard those stories. Okay, I mean, I just don't get it. And, I'm, and the other guys that were just gambling, you know, you're an idiot because why are you gambling in your stadium? Go outside to your car. Yeah, you can't do it in your locker room or, or wherever. I mean, you can't do it. You can't find do them it. Guys, find them guys a million dollars each, suspend them for four games, take that four-game salary and that million dollars, and whatever city they're in, they give it to that public school uh, education. Boom, wow, put the money got, there. You got the answers today, Steve. 
You got the answers so today. I, I've had a bookie since. God, my dad was a bookie, so I was running and collecting bets for him. Um, <laughs> Shave, you know, shaving off the top? You know, my dad, uh, he used to take bets every week on Nebraska games, and I, uh, and I was like nine. And I go, Dad, here, I want to bet this on Nebraska. I thought he was going to smack me. He goes, no, uh, you never bet on Nebraska. Oh, boy, you learned early. All right, you learned early. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, All right. saving points, come on. All right, buddy. That's just ridiculous. That's the end. But here's I don't the deal. know if they're shaving points, Kay. I'm not going to go that far, but no, I, they ain't betting on your here's own the team. Deal. Uh, I don't. Here's I, the I deal, can't though. have it. All right, they're talking a year. They gave a guy who sexually assaulted over 20 women and gave him a one year. So you put in sexual abuse and gambling in the same sentence. Oh, that's interesting. Those alleged uh, uh, problems wow, there with Deshaun no Watson. Paying out the, yeah, come on. All right, buddy. Good, good stuff today. Right. Thanks for getting in. That is an interesting point from our uh, loyal listener, Steve. That is an interesting point. The NFL, and I've always had this kind of problem with the NFL, is pretty inconsistent in punishments across the board. It's like, well, there's this domestic assault allegation. There's this sexual abuse allegation. There, there's this betting here. and It's like, well... This one, not much. This one, yeah, more. And, and how about this one? Oh, year long. It's like, it's just kind of an inconsistent across the board. I would say that. I would say that. But here's the thing about this betting thing today. Is a year-long suspension good for you? Okay, you, you give me your read on this. Isaiah Rogers, Indianapolis Colts player. Report is he bet on games involving his team. It isn't coming out that he said they were going to lose or, or whatever it is or they're going to win. No, nobody's getting into that. But he did include bets on Colts games. Okay, They call it, this investigation called it pervasive betting activities from Isaiah Rogers. So he's going to get suspended this week, according to Adam Schefter, for a year, just like Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons, who made bets a couple of years ago when he was injured, that has not been discussed of Calvin Ridley betting on his team. He made bets on NFL games when he was injured two years ago in 2021. He got the same punishment. So I'll ask the question of the day brought to you by Murphy's downtown Main Street. Murphy's brand new menu for the summer. Great lunch specials at Murphy's. Drop in Main Street. Take the crew to Murphy's. Question of the day. Do you agree with a year-long suspension for the NFL players that bet on NFL games? There's kind of a tiered system here, I think, but the NFL is kind of saying, well, we're not going to hit the guys that maybe bet on other sports as hard, but we're really going to treat the guys that bet on NFL games essentially the year-long suspension end of story. You bet on NFL games, you're getting popped for a year, is that the right call is my question of the day for you, 720-1067. Get in. Uh, let me know on this. I'd like to know. Okay. Do you agree with the year-long suspension? Is that is that a good call for the NFL players betting on games? Yes, a year is the fair penalty. They're going to miss a whole year. Life in the NFL, by the way, is short for most of these guys. And, and I don't know who recovers. You know, who knows if the, he recovers from this or not. I don't know. But he's going to get hit for a year, and other players here. Nobody's being mentioned yet, but Schefter says other players this week going to get a year. How about no, the punishment is too harsh. 
it's too harsh, or you should ban them longer. Is there a tiered system? My point is, if I bet on my own team, is that even worse? That, to me, seems worse. If I'm in the NFL offices today, if I see the Isaiah Rogers story out of Indianapolis Colts and I bet on my own team, that's a bigger problem than Calvin Ridley betting on NFL games not involving his team, correct? I mean, that's a bigger problem. None of these guys now bet thousands and, th- and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay, I want to make sure everybody's aware as you follow these stories through the cracks. But they bet on NFL games. Ridley, two years ago, did NFL games. Isaiah Rogers accused of doing his own team. We don't know if he, oh, I want my own team to win. Boy, I hope so. I, I really hope that I bet on my own team to win. But it's the Colts, so just, you know, take it for what it's worth. I, I honestly think we're not getting a lot of votes on ban these guys longer. We're not getting a lot of votes. I mean, out of the uh, poll question that I have up today, do you agree with a year-long suspension that bet on NFL games for the players? Um, just over 3% say you should ban them even longer than a year. Steve just uh, chimed in and said, this guy like the Colts player, should, well, he says ban them for life. Well... This is one extreme to, to the other there, but punishment is too harsh is getting how much of the vote today? Look at this. A year-long suspension. The punishment is too harsh is getting 46% of the vote. I, I'm, I'm surprised by that. I think that maybe just readily shows how sports betting is kind of you know, infiltrated uh, kind of everyday sports, I guess, and, and it's partnerships between the NFL and FanDuel and BetMGM, whoever it is. And so I think fans are like, eh, players can bet on games too. You're good with that? Because 46% of the people responding say a year-long suspension on the Nate Brown Show uh, question of the day. 46% of you say that's too harsh. Um, 51% say the year suspension is fair. But it's almost split. That's pretty darn close. Um, a year penalty, uh, a year suspension's fair, 51%. 46%. Punishment is too harsh, 3%. You should ban them even longer. Uh, listener text coming in. What do you think, Nate? Is it hypocritical since the NFL has a partnership with DraftKings and FanDuel, etc.? Hmm. Is it hypocritical since the NFL? Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. You may think that. You may see that. The NFL is going to get that money from everybody and their mother. The NFL is going to get the money from everybody and their mother, and they're going to have the rules in place for the integrity of the game. It would be an absolute mess if you had a gambling controversy in an NFL game. Like, I'm just telling you, we haven't seen one yet. Like, hey, uh, this guy bet on this team to lose, and then we had a problem. If you ever have that happen, that would be one of the major, major stories you've seen. And it would be big-time damage control uh, from the NFL. So they're going to put – that's why they put these rules in saying the year-long suspension should be scary enough. Maybe that should be strict enough. Apparently it's maybe not. Um, And the listeners, by the way, saying, yeah, the year-long's too harsh. It's hypocritical. I can't have players betting on games. 
I just can't have it. I like betting on games. I really like betting on games. If I'm making millions of dollars as an NFL player and I'm a pro and this is what my job is, I'm okay following those rules. You have to be for the how you're getting fed, how you're getting fed. The bulldog is fed by the fans, by the growth of the NFL, by the popularity of the NFL. Why would you risk it over a $200 deal to bet on the Colts? I mean, it just seems like a mess to me. He's lucky he's not going to get popped longer, Isaiah Rogers, if he bet on the Colts. You bet on your own team. He's lucky he's not going to get popped longer than a year. Uh, let's see. Listener text. Um, lifetime suspension if you bet on your own team. One-year suspension if you bet on other NFL games. So are you saying lifetime suspension even if you bet on the Colts to win? That is a difference to me. I mean, I hate to get into the weeds there, but it is a difference to me if I bet on my own team to win. That's what Pete Rose did, right? That was, that was his alleged thing. Is Well, Pete Rose never bet against the Reds. He bet on the Reds to win at least. He got, he got banned. Lifetime. Lifetime. The NFL, um, if you're betting on the Colts to win, are you saying, hey, you bet on your own team, you should get popped even harder. Uh, listener text, this player was dumb. Don't use the office Wi-Fi connection to place your bets. Any football player that bets on NFL games needs to be kicked out because it goes against the integrity of the game. So there's another one. Well, I'm finding the uh, 3%, by the way, the 3% saying you should ban these guys even longer if you bet on your own team. If you bet on those games, you should ban them even longer than a year. Isaiah Rogers of the Colts, a cornerback and return specialist. He's going to get popped for a year this week and other players. Adam Schefter says a handful of players. So it's interesting. They're staying with the year long. He's lucky to have a year, I will say that, because I dig into something here. I want to touch on this really quick. College Sports just released their new betting guidelines and rules. This just came out. From Indianapolis, the Division I Council met in Indianapolis, and they just came out with new rules on student-athletes betting. Now, it's prohibited. Okay, so, so we'll start with that. College athletes cannot bet on games. But they said, we're going to throw out some specifics here to tell kids what's going to happen. We're going to throw out some punishments. Here's what's going to happen. So how about this? Speaking of lifetime bans, the NCAA released this today. If student athletes eh, bet on their own games, wager on their own games, they face permanent loss of collegiate eligibility. So that is the, what do you want to say, lifetime ban, essentially. So that's what they face. It will be reviewed, and people are going to, you know, look at your case. But that starts off today from College Sports. D1 Council says, if you bet on your own games in college sports, you face permanent loss of collegiate eligibility. So there's the lifetime ban, they say, if you bet on your own games. The NFL, not saying that. You know, they're, they're sticking with a eh, year-long suspension. I think I, that, that's, that's interesting to me. Uh, 
second thing here with college sports. If a student athlete wagers on their own sport, but it's a different school, say, say I'm a football player at Iowa, and I bet on the Huskers, you could lose 50% of a season of eligibility. What do you say about that? I'm a player at Iowa. I bet on the Huskers to lose. I could get popped 50% of a season. So, so 50% of my football season, essentially, that's, that's that punishment. And finally, then they get into dollar amounts, which I think is really interesting, and they really don't have a clue. This is the only thing. The NCAA D1 Council, I believe, doesn't have a clue. They say if you bet $200 or less as a student athlete, $200 or less, they will give you a review of sports wagering rules and a prevention education sense session. So <laughs> there, if you bet $200 or less through your time there as a student athlete, you're going to get a review of the rules and a prevention education session. Okay? If you bet between 200 and 500, you could lose 10% of your season. If you bet between 500 and 800, you could lose 20% of your season. <laughs> I mean, this is laughable. So, hey, let's monitor how much Jimmy, okay, Jimmy placed a $500 bet. He's going to lose 20% of his season. Tina uh, placed a $400 bet. She's going to lose 10% of her season. And by the way, if you go over $800 as a college athlete, they're not eating ramen noodles, apparently. But if you go over $800 on bets, you'll lose 30% of your season eligibility. 30%. This feels like a classic NCAA. Hey, let's come up with a table. Let's come up with a, a, a numeric value here. Okay, here's the numbers. Betting 200 and 500, 500 and 800, over 800. And you, you go up from there. It's like a graph. Let's put it all together. It looks neat. And then we can release it out. But guess what? They don't have a clue. You know what, kids? You know what this tells kids? You can do the high-risk parlays. Hey, I'm going to bet 10 bucks, 5 bucks. I'm going to do these high-risk parlays. I'm going to bet 10 bucks, and I'm going to do a 15-leg parlay to make $1,500. Now, they'll never win those 15-leg parlays, but you're telling them, I guess, yeah, go ahead and bet the small amounts on the massive parlays and just have a good time. Well, we'll give you a prevention review education. As long as you keep it under $200, it's not going to be that big a deal. We don't love it, but go ahead and try some parlays. The college kids aren't betting $500, $800. That's the only thing I took away from that one. The D1 Council, that step right there, a little clueless. A little clueless. I don't mind the... Um, permanent loss of collegiate eligibility. If I bet on my own games, I'm done. I don't mind it at all. And I wonder if the NFL thinks about as a year-long suspension for a guy who bet on his own team, is that good enough? I kind of wonder. I kind of wonder. Coming right back with Andy Wittry, NIL and sports business college writer for On3.com. Great guest on the way. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. 
now through July 6th at Pops Tire Service. Save up to $140 on a set of four eligible Bridgestone tires. Get $70 back by mail on a Bridgestone Visa prepaid card, plus $70 instantly. Or buy four eligible Firestone tires and save up to $130. Get $60 back by mail on a Firestone Visa prepaid card, plus $70 instantly. Plus, get an additional $30 back by mail when you use your Pops credit card. Subject to credit approval. See store for details. Visit PopsTire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A severe thunderstorm watch continues until 9 p.m. tonight. Chance for scattered storms tonight. Otherwise, mainly cloudy skies expected. Lows around 59. West winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Chance for scattered thunderstorms again tomorrow. High of 77. Partly cloudy skies. Chance for scattered thunderstorms tomorrow night 57. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 64. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. Do you find yourself in a difficult legal situation? Whether it's a DUI, criminal charges, or an injury case, you need the right lawyer on your side. That's where Wrench Law comes in. With over 30 years of experience, Tim Wrench is a trial lawyer who knows the ins and outs of the legal system. Tim specializes in helping people in a jury trial get the best possible outcome for the case. Don't let legal troubles get in the way of your life. Contact Wrench Law today and get the help you need to move forward. Wrench Law, who you need when you're caught in a bind. Call 605 341 11 11. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Blackhawk. All right, Rapid City, one of my favorite places is Poor 54 downtown. If you're looking for the best place to have a cold one with friends, maybe date night with your wife, or just go and watch the big game with some buddies in their great sports area upstairs, Poor 54 has it all. Plus, 54 taps of beer from local and regional breweries, and it's self-serve. You don't have to wait around. You can get what you want right away. And the food's out of this world. I love the Detroit-style pan pizzas. Check out Poor 54. You'll love it. Downtown Maine. Street. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in. The Nate Brown Show just getting started on this Wednesday. South Dakota Sports Talk Show live. Weekdays 4 to 6. Fox Sports Rapid City. we got to get after it this week. We're out next week for the 4th of July. That's the Nate Brown Show vacation next week. Look out. Take a little vacation. Middle of the summer. Then come back. Get ready to roll. So let's hit it this week. South Dakota Sports Talk Show with Andy Wittry on tonight. Name, image, and likeness sports business writer on 3.com. 
is on Twitter at Andy Wittry. Follow him there. Good follow. The guys at On3, really good. Some NCAA stuff out today. Andy, good to get you on, man. How are you? I'm doing great, Nate. Thank you. I appreciate your time, as always. Let me ask you first. Um, I got a few things here, but I was just talking about sports betting and the NCAA Division One Council here kind of going through some uh, specifics and guidelines of, hey, we got to make sure that college athletes know if they bet on games and, and things like this, here's the rules, here's the punishment. A couple of things jump out to me. One is if you bet on your own games, you could face permanent ban essentially from college sports. What do you say about that? It's harsh, Nate, but it might also be fair at the same time. I mean, we see the NFL right now, the number of potential season-long bans and significant bans that we're seeing and suspensions because the integrity of the product is paramount, right? Is it, and this is tied to higher ed and college education and college athletics. But we know, Nate, that the business of college sports is booming. And if the fans believe that, you know what, somehow the product, and that's what this is, it's an entertainment product, is not on the up and up, and if maybe there's – is there foul play? Can we, can we trust the integrity of the game? If that diminishes, then the whole thing goes up in smoke. So it is a, a stiff punishment, potentially, if you get caught violating that rule. But I think it also might be necessary to protect the game. Okay. I, I get into the other part that jumped out to me, and, and I'm with you on that. I, I think, hey, you gotta you got to protect the integrity here. You can't have college athletes betting on their own games and their own team. I mean, you can't have it. So here's the other thing, though. They got into dollar amounts. And so they say the higher dollar amount, then you're going to lose 10% of your season, 20% of your season, 30% of your season. But if you bet under $200, essentially, well, we're going to have some prevention education. It, it's not good. We don't want you doing it. But if you're under $200, it doesn't look like you'll lose part of your season. We're going to kind of review things with you. That tells me, as a college kid, I can lay down a $10 parlay a few times here and maybe hit big. So I'm just going to keep doing the 5 bucks and 10 bucks. I, I, I mean, are they out? Um, are they missing this? You know, it feels it's almost like the net rankings, right? They cause a lot of drama in March about, oh, you know, my team got screwed and it's going to affect my seed line where – you know, based on the quadrant system where if you're, okay, if you're 50th versus 51st, does that change the quality of a win? They say, okay, so if I put 200 bucks, there's no game time missed. If I put $200 in like a cent or $201, now I might miss, you know, 10% of a season. So I would love to, and you know, there's no perfect number, right? It's like, I'm not saying it should have been, oh, it should be 150 or it should be 350. But I would love to know how do you even attempt to rationalize like, what's that threshold based on, I don't know, like cost of living, right, and like the types of bets that are out there and the free promotions and all that stuff. So like, you're right. I guess if you if you do want to bet, you want to play that game, I mean, A, I'd probably find a bookie, right? Don't don't have a paper trail or a digital trail with your name tied to it if you're a, you know, a college athlete that can't not bet. But I, I guess if you want to do it and you have to do it, which this might lead to larger, more important questions, I guess the way of saying, you know what, sure, pro sports and keep it small and then fingers crossed. But like you, I'm like, okay, so if it's now $204 versus 197 that might be like a 10-game suspension or, you know, a seven-game based on how long the season is. Like, it's just hard to get your mind around, isn't it? That one I don't get. I mean, that one I'm going, wait a second here. I, I, I don't know what we're trying to do there. Um, I was told by a source at a D1 college football program. It's a big-time D1 college program I trust. He said, 
40 to 50% of the players bet on sports. That's what he told me. And I said, I'm not too surprised by it, That's but, but that's a pretty big number. I mean, I bet it might be even higher, right? And this is based, like, all these surveys, the NCAA recently conducted a survey of, um, you know, basically, like, college-aged uh, adults, right? So maybe not college students, maybe not college athletes. And just seeing, you know, the population of that kind of, like, 18 to 24-year-old young adult range. And the numbers, especially for, for men, right, as we know, are going to be pretty high. So it's tough to know exactly how many college athletes and how many college students are betting. But, you know, you think about even, like, your March Madness brackets, Nate. You think about, you know, the Super Bowl square stuff that yes. may not even feel like betting or fantasy football, right? That stuff inherently, like, that is that is sports betting, that is sports wagering. The, the types can vary. But, yeah, you know what? It, it's 2023, and it's so pervasive. You can't listen to a podcast today, Nate, without seeing, like, three different gambling ads. So I, I get why it's so prevalent. Andy Wittry on tonight, NIL sports business writer for On3.com, live on the Nate Brown Show. Let me jump to this uh, memo that was sent out. Sports Illustrated got it, and so I was looking through it. The NCAA sent schools an NIL memo that essentially tells the schools, hey, if you're going to follow the state laws, be careful because we have different rules here, NCAA rules. Be careful. You should follow our rules and not the state laws. I'm surprised by that. I don't think that's going to make much of a difference, but what are they trying to get at? You know, I think this is their last best chance, Nate, of trying to get their arms around some level of enforcement and guidelines and guardrails and all these classic NCAA buzzwords. Because on Saturday, July 1st, the two-year anniversary of the NIL era and the date that the latest Texas Amendment goes into effect, which says a number of things that basically it kind of protects them from any sort of either conference or NCAA investigation. Um, it keeps their deals private from public disclosure. There's numerous things that basically say, you know what, our law is, you know, obviously supreme over NCAA bylaws. There's a difference, right? There are laws, which are, you know, legal standards, and then there is a, you know, a bylaw of a voluntary membership association, which the NCAA is. And for the longest time, the NCAA said, if you have a state law, defer to that. But then what happens when states get in a race to the bottom and they try to leapfrog and one-up each other? and say, you know what, in the absence of true enforcement and a true uniform standard, let's give our home state the best advantage we can. And that's what states like Texas and Arkansas and Oklahoma and Missouri have done or are in the works of doing. And so Saturday is the day that, you know what, this goes live. And it's a giant scaring contest. It's a giant game of chicken of do you really think that schools like Texas A&M and Texas and Texas Tech have, are, are going to back down from these major announcements and these public proclamations? Or do we think the NCAA is really going to try to sue all these different schools and try to stop them from going forward with these more friendly uh, and aligned policies? So this is their last best chance at doing something. I still think it might be more bark than bite, but we'll find out sometime between, you know, it's Saturday and maybe Monday or Tuesday of next week. I'm going to ask you, because I said this yesterday, Andy, I said the NCAA has lost um, some enforcement here, I think. And it just lost some power in this uh, world of NIL. And so I said, college football playoff, they run their own thing. They, they regulate it. They govern it. It's a separate entity. It's not operated by the NCAA. Is this a, you know, a big picture thing? Is the NCAA, could they lose essentially schools where 
a top 64 create their own governance through Power Five conferences aligning and just creating their own thing? It's hard to say, Nate, because there's kind of like two different ideas of the NCAA. Like there's like the folks in Indianapolis, there's the national office, like, you know, they, they pay your paycheck weekly or biweekly. But then there's also like the association at large, which is like the schools themselves, right? So this idea has been floated of, you know, would there be a power five breakaway or a, a top 32 or top 64 breakaway? But at some point, they're going to have to create, if that does happen, if we play this kind of game theory and play this out, Nate, they're going to have to create whatever their new association looks like. They'll have to have a new name, have a new logo that does remind folks of the NCAA. So are they just going to kind of recreate the NCAA, but just with maybe a more, uh, they have more power now or more say? So at some point, are you really just going to kind of create the same sort of thing? And the thing that the NCAA is historically really good at is running championships. You know, the NCAA tournaments, especially for men's and women's basketball, are, you know, the, the 2021 season aside from the, the women's tournament, they have often run very smoothly, very high-profile, well-run events. And so do you really want to take those away from the folks that are, are so experienced and so masterful at running those? And now you have to find the staff to run those yourselves. So I, I, I would never say never. Maybe that's a round or two of realignment away. Maybe look up in the 2030s or 2040s that has happened. But at some point, the schools themselves are the NCAA, which is what their memo said, that, you know what, if you want to see the, our bylaws change, work through our process we have in place and try to change it versus creating a state law. So I am still hesitant to the immediacy of that idea, but never say never, Nate. Last one, speaking of basketball, I'm going to go there. I'll let you run Andy Wittry on NIL Sports Business Writer from On3.com. So NBA draft last week, and none of the big-time junior seniors in college basketball are drafted. So, so you got you got young guys, and this has been going on, young guys that are one and done or in now going overseas even or going to overtime elite. Some of these colleges not even getting some of the best, best NBA prospects. Can name, image, and likeness, the increase of that, the big dollars for some stars, can that keep guys in college a little bit longer or not? Oh, absolutely, and I think especially your traditional big. Look at, we saw a huge wave last year. Look at your Armando Baycott at UNC who came back even again for his fifth year this upcoming season. Look at Hunter Dickinson, right? He's been very public and had a big thought process. And, you know, he talked to ESPN recently about his decision uh, to transfer from Michigan to Kansas. Um, look at, you know, Oscar Sheboy coming back last offseason. You know, Zach Edie at Purdue coming back this offseason. I think it's that kind of player. Maybe them, and maybe if there's, you know, an undersized guard that, you know, might be listed at six feet, but that might be uh, elevated a little bit, right? So folks that may not have the the modern skill set or um, really just body stature and what else is needed for the modern game, that, you know what, your peak marketability and earning power might be at age 20 at a, at a power five or high major program. So I think we have seen that, but especially, and look at the bigs, I would just say that, look at the modern or the, the traditional bigs and their really role um, in modern basketball, especially in the kind of the lack thereof of how they transit the NBA. Andy Wittry tonight. Find him on Twitter at Andy Wittry. You can follow him there. His work at on3.com, NIL sports business writer. Andy, always good, man. Thanks for the time. Anytime, Nate. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Andy Wittry on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City, NIL sports business writer for on3.com. I'm going to go to the college football landscape with John Bryce next, and this is a biggie out of the uh, Division I Council. This impacts potentially South Dakota State, North Dakota State, okay, listing some of the schools. 
the Division I Council introduced some new rules and possible legislation for FCS teams that are thinking about going FBS sometime. And this is, this is a big one. Why did they do this? We'll talk to John Bryce next. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. Over 50 new Harley-Davidsons have just arrived, and now is the best time to put yourself on your next Harley-Davidson motorcycle. Hi, this is Kelly Rain from Black Hills Harley-Davidson. Choose from the five-state region's best selection of new and pre-owned Harleys. For a limited time, you can get an additional $1,500 trade-in allowance on a qualified trade towards select new Harleys in stock. Looking for pre-owned? We have over 200 quality reconditioned trade-ins starting at just $49.95. We need your trade-in, and don't forget, we trade for just about anything. Come shop Black Hills Harley-Davidson in Rapid City or check our entire inventory online at blackhillshd.com. I've been with Pioneer Bank around 11 years now, but I've used them for my business for the last five years. When I decided to be able to go into this business, I worked with Joni, who helped me get set up with banking for my business and just helping me figure out what I need to do to navigate being self-employed. Banking with Pioneer Bank makes me feel like that small town that I grew up in. They're just like family. They're there to help take care of you and to help you be successful. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Gas prices got you down? Need a car with better gas mileage? Denny Menhold Toyota has what you need. Shop a great selection of fuel-efficient used cars and SUVs. Brands like Subaru, Nissan, Hyundai, Kia, and more. Plus, the area's best selection of used Toyotas, Toyota certified pre-owned. Buy with no money down and get financing on the spot with qualified credit. Ready to pay less at the pump and get a better car? See us at Denny Menhold Toyota or DennyMenholdToyota.com. Need somewhere to go for a quick bite to eat for lunch? Murphy's has you covered with a half sandwich and soup lunch special, plus daily specials to get you fueled up and ready for the rest of the day. Meet and eat for lunch at Murphy's, a Rapid City icon. If you have a Mercedes, Audi, Porsche, BMW, Volvo, or any other high-end import, you might think you have to take your car to Denver or further for service. Hi, this is Martin from Al's DNI Repair. Don't plan your life around taking your car for service in a town 400 miles away. Bring it to Al's DNI Repair. Our technicians are trained to work on those complicated cars, and we also have the tools and equipment so they have everything they need to make sure your car is working perfectly. Call Al's DNI to set up your appointment at 348-1447. Ever since Barron's Wilson Funeral Home first opened their doors in Rapid City 140 years ago, they have continued to make personal service their number one priority. In your time of grief, they offer a personal touch by being at your side through every step of the funeral process. They answer difficult questions and guide you toward other professional services you may need. See for yourself the wide variety of services they can provide for you by visiting their website at barronswilson.com. Everyone knows scratch tickets make great gifts during the holidays. But think about it. Scratch tickets are a perfect pick-me-up for a lot of occasions. Need to thank someone? Give them a scratch. Need to say I'm sorry like you really mean it? Give a scratch. Say congrats to that promotion. New house for your friend's new dog that looks more like a possum than a poodle. You know that thing likes a good scratch. The next time you need a gift that says whatever like you mean it, quit scratching your head and just give them a scratch. Scratch tickets from the South Dakota Lottery. Good fun. Must be 18 to play. Please play responsibly. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City.
Welcome back in South Dakota Sports Talk Show. We're live weekdays 4 to 6, the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. How's your day out there? It's always a great day in the Black Hills. Remember that. It was just getting drenched. Some hail popping, rain, some torrential rain out there. Heads up, man. It's another afternoon thunderstorms in the Black Hills. Eric Williams coming up, national NFL writer, Fox Sports on the way. Get to the high school side here in South Dakota with Jason Andera from Sioux Falls, Midco Sports. There's a story out with a Legion baseball team today here in South Dakota that's bizarre. Doesn't sound good at all. I don't know a lot about it. Um, we'll tell you what it is coming up. John Bryce is on right now, national college football writer, footballscoop.com. John D. Bryce 1 on Twitter. Follow him. You'll learn some stuff. John D. Bryce 1 celebrating a Atlanta Braves sweep of the Minnesota Twins. Unbelievable, John. How are you? I'm doing well, Nate. I'm celebrating a little bit. It's still only June, so we don't get too excited about uh, seeing the Braves have the best record in baseball or being on pace to win 107.3 games. We just take it day by day, brother. Okay, congrats on that. I just want to say, though, uh, the Mets' highest payroll, and, you know, they're struggling 16 games back, essentially. Their owner did a press conference. John, I know you're a football guy. When an owner does a press conference like Steve Cohen, good call or not? Not a good call. Um, do that press conference at the All-Star break. Didn't make a lot of sense to do it right now, I, I don't believe. I, I thought it felt knee-jerk um, to the losing. Obviously, they got a win last night, but otherwise they'd been on a tremendous losing skid. And they're not just the highest payroll this year, Nate. They're the highest payroll in the history of baseball, and they're about – 15 and a half games behind the Braves. Um, they have almost 10 times the payroll of the Marlins, and they're like six and a half games behind the Marlins. So um, they're an unmitigated disaster. It's absolutely amusing. <laughs> it's a, um, you know, it is, um, it, I, I would like to see the Cubs and the Mets in the World Series of Losers. Oh, come on, come on. You know, don't bring my Cubs into this. I'm wearing my Cubs shirt today on the YouTube stream, oh. so just believe that. Um, <laughs> I, at least at least we aren't breaking the bank with our payroll. But, okay, I, I let you go off on the Braves. I, I got you. Um, let me ask you about this. Speaking of money, I don't know what this what this does and, and why this would happen, so you fill me in. The Division One Council is saying to FCS teams – now moving forward, if you're going to jump up to FBS, so this would be the South Dakota States, North Dakota States, if you're going to jump up to FBS, instead of paying $5,000 as you have for years, we're going to bump that up to $5 million if you want to jump to FBS. Do they not want any more teams? What's, what's the deal? You know, I think they want to make sure that teams are fully committed, that they're not uh, making some knee-jerk reactions maybe because – uh, an FCS team got a win against a group of five FBS teams or maybe because they think it's a quick money grab. Now, the one thing I will say is that while they did raise that figure, I believe they also did away with the mandatory average attendance figures. And yeah. I thought that was significant. So if you look at the long term, um, that, that's maybe mitigating that cost because the team that uh, beforehand, I think, had to average 38 or 39 or 40,000 uh, and so if you look and, and a team was maybe only drawing 21000 well, to keep that status, they were going to have to basically buy and purge 
17,000 tickets on average per game. That adds up in a hurry. So I think, uh, in my opinion, the additional upfront cost has a chance to be mitigated by the lack of um, mandatory attendance figures and, and the cost that would have been associated with that. It's like bowl games, and I'm a huge proponent of bowl games. Some of my favorite times growing up, the reason I love college football, was watching all the bowl games. Uh, but it's an absolute racket now when, when these bowl games force teams to get invited and then, oh, well, you have to sell 12,500 tickets to the Weed Eater Bowl, even if you only have 500 parents coming to the game. Then you leave an athletic department on the hook for 12,000 tickets no matter what. And so I do think um, while that upfront cost is substantial and a lot of places will have a, tr- a, a problem coming up with that money, it is um, offset over the course of time by that lack of mandatory attendance. Okay, that yeah, that attendance requirement. So I get that. But I look at it. If North Dakota State's serious, maybe a South Dakota State here down the road, if they're serious, do they balk at $5 million? I mean, we don't know everybody's budget. I'm pretty plugged in on SDSU. But I, I was told by a, a reporter that North Dakota State would be able to come up with that $5 million, he said. They, they'd come up with it. So if you're serious, can you cover that? Yeah, if you're, I think if you're in North Dakota State, you absolutely can. South Dakota State probably could, for sure. I feel like uh, Montana, Montana State, those programs could. Maybe in eastern Washington, maybe a Weber State there in Utah. I just wrote about it a few weeks ago as part of the story and series I did on, on programs in Utah. So I think there are FCS programs that absolutely could come up with that money. Um, and, and we're seeing it right now. We're seeing Jacksonville State make the leap from having been an FCS power to uh, joining the group of five FBS ranks, James Madison. Uh, I don't think James Madison would balk at that figure if it's what it was right now. Um, that's a great sports town with unbelievable support and facilities. Uh, so, yeah, the, these established programs that have maybe been dominant for a really long time, an app state back in the day, I don't think they would have blinked an eye at $5 million. They've got the support. I mean, I consider North Dakota State a national brand in college football, and I think South Dakota State is getting closer and closer to being in that same realm. Yeah, John Bryce on tonight, National College Football Writer, footballscoop.com here on the Nate Brown Show. I'll go to this other uh, news out from the Division I Legislative Committee. They wanted to clear up sports wagering in college athletes because we've seen some stories pop over the past few months. And so they say if a student athlete bets on their own games, they could face collegiate ban, permanent loss of eligibility. Is that the right call? It is. If if you're betting on your own game, you have the potential to influence that contest. Uh, Even if you're, you're betting on your team, to win. That makes perfect sense to me. Look, Pete Rose, as far as we know, never bet as a player, and yet he's not allowed in the Hall of Fame even as a player because of his gambling as a manager, and he never bet against his team as far as I know or as far as I believe anyone knows. And so, yeah, I think um, it's unfortunate and uh, it's somewhat hypocritical because we've seen all these schools partner with these casino programs. Again, there are um, barstool sportsbook areas in college towns or um, maybe within certain stadiums. I think LSU has a Caesar Sportsbook partnership for its athletics program. So there's an immense level of hypocrisy there. But in terms of the quote-unquote purity of the game, yeah, if, if you catch somebody uh, gambling on his or her own team, they've got to be done with, with collegiate sports. And I don't think that that's necessarily – 
um, doing anything other than saying the quiet part out loud. I think in some of the previous gam- gambling scandals that we've seen through the years in college athletics, um, people have been removed from those sports. Yeah, here's the, here's the second one. If a student athlete wagers on their own sport, but a different school, they could get popped for half of their season. So I'm at Iowa. I bet on the Huskers to lose. I get popped for half of the season. Are you good with that? Um, yeah, probably, um, you probably just don't need to be betting on your own sport. Look, if the NFL is popping guys literally for betting on other sports from the parking lot of their facilities, uh, until there's more regulation. Now, if there was greater regulation in college athletics, um, and there were injury reports and everybody was forced into some, uh, actual transparency instead of all this asinine gamesmanship, then I think you can make an argument against, um, a punishment that severe, but but as long as these coaches get their way, which is to obfuscate injury reports and the status of players and all of that, then I think you're going to see these sort of heavy-handed punishments handed down. Let me get a name, image, and likeness question your way. So I see this with Texas. Texas, um, yeah, they sold out their season tickets. I mean, they, they're just off the charts right now, so the Longhorns are rolling. Then they're getting ready to announce this name, image, and likeness collective where if donors – um, donate to that to the to the NIL collective. They get actually like priority points, so they can get benefits from Texas. That we haven't really seen that yet. Is this just the first of other setups like that? I don't think there's any question. Um, and we've talked about it on your show before, Nate. I've, I've, I've said point blank on this show. There are a lot of people, college athletics administrators, college coaches. Um, other support staff that want to bring the NIL components in-house, especially as we're seeing uh, the IRS move closer and closer to deeming these collectives absolutely not 501C nonprofit entities, and, and the great portion of them are. And I don't understand how some of these collectives try to uh, split themselves into Jekyll and Hyde um, systems that are half for-profit and half nonprofit. Out of, I mean, it just seems like, uh, a bunch of bureaucratic uh, skirt-the-rules nonsense. And so, yeah, I think it's the first one of those. I think uh, if people get their way, we're going to see NIL move more and more in-house. That doesn't necessarily mean that it will impede how much um, a male or female can earn from his or her likeness, but it means there will be a bit more transparency. It means there will be more regulation, and there will be more control over it. And uh, I've told you before that college College coaches, I, w- I would say especially college football coaches, love to compete, they love to control, and they're absolutely paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's interesting. Texas says, hey, you donate to our collective, we're going to give you benefits as a donor like you're donating to our school, essentially. Um, and that's getting ready to go for the Longhorns. John Bryce tonight, college football writer, footballscoop.com. His work is there. John, hope you're having a good summer, man. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it, and uh, we probably won't visit next week, so I hope you and all your listeners have a safe and wonderful uh, 4th of July. Same to you, man. I appreciate it. Um, And that is correct, by the way. I won't be visiting with anybody next week. A little programming note, the Nate Brown Show is on hiatus next week for the 4th of July week, okay? I won't be visiting anybody except for, like, some guy on the beach making drinks. Huh? Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, John Bryce tonight. Footballscoop.com, National College Football Writer. If you missed that, 
So here's what could happen. Legislation's being introduced today in college sports that if you're an FCS program and you want to transition to FBS, they could charge a fee of $5 million. It is 5000 right now. <laughs> what, a, what a big jump. It's like, hey, 5000 bucks if, if SDSU, South Dakota State, wants to jump up FBS, 5000 bucks. It's a drop in the bucket. And then they said, hey, now if you want to go FCS to FBS, this legislation, they're going to vote on it. Okay, it's not, it's not set, but if adopted, if you want to go FCS to FBS, it's going to cost you $5 million for the university instead of 5000 And it's like, huh? I mean, I know they're getting rid of the, the attendance requirements that, to be an FBS member. They always had attendance requirements at your games. So, so they're going to get rid of that. But $5 million bucks right away? That's kind of one of those things like nobody else had to do that. Sam Houston State, Jacksonville State, some of these uh, teams that jumped earlier just paid 5000 bucks. Now SDSU and North Dakota State are going to have to pay $5 million? I mean, what, where, what am I missing? That seems bogus. So one of those decisions like, hey, let's jump that up. Hey, we haven't raised that with inflation for like 42 years, so let's go from 5000 to $5 million. Nice increase on rent there. Um, Jason Andera, on the way next, Midco Sports, live from Sioux Falls. A story out of Mitchell that I find eh, interesting, troubling. Not a lot of details, but we'll get into it next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company has a five-step lawn care program to make your lawn the best it can be. Let Warren take care of your lawn weeds, plus five applications of fertilizer and micronutrients for a green, healthy lawn. We also offer lawn aeration to help your lawn breathe. Warren's five-step lawn pro service is the original lawn service company in Rapid City. Single applications of weed and feed or just lawn weeds are also available. Call Warren Chemical and Equipment Company for an estimate on our five-step lawn care program for your lawn. Phone 342 are you ready for some rodeo action? Then get to Heart Ranch Camping Resort Club as Wild West Wednesdays return this summer. The Wild West Wednesdays Rough Stock and Barrel Saddle Series begins June 28th with rodeos every Wednesday night through August 16th. Weekly rodeo performances start at 7 p.m. with gates opening at 5 p.m. for free rodeo entertainment, beer garden, and food trucks. June 28th is member appreciation night, but all are welcome. Tickets at the gates or hrresort.org. Major sponsors include Camping World, Dakota Discount RV, Midwest Campers, Jack's Campers, and Weather Tight Exteriors. Get 11% off everything to complete your landscape project at Menards. Add beauty and an accent to your garden or walkway with mini crackle solar LED landscape lights by Patriot Lighting. The LED light automatically turns on at dusk and off during the day and installs easily with no wiring headaches. Right now, just $3.99 each after 11% rebate. Good through July 4th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, we are committed to improving the lives of our members and bettering our communities. As your community credit union, we're here to get to know you and your unique needs. From extended service hours to the newest technology, we have you covered. Stop by any location to get started or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by the NCUA. 
In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. We all know life's busy, and if you get sick, you can get behind pretty quick. That's where Black Hills Urgent Care comes in. No appointments needed, no long waits, just fast, affordable care to get you feeling better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care has two locations in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. You can simply check in online at bhucare.com. That's with the letter U, bhucare.com. When you need care, see the team at Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. Hey, this is Rob Parker from The Odd Couple. Don't miss our show weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now we'll send you back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome back in your sports, your show. It is the Nate Brown Show live, Fox Sports Rapid City. Stream us at foxsportsrapidcity.com. Live stream there all the time. Dan Patrick, Colin Cowherd, Doug Gottlieb. The Nate Brown Show on foxsportsrapidcity.com. If you get out of radio range on the radio, welcome in on 1067 FM, 1150 AM, and also on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. Watch the show live. Hey, you can find this guy on Twitter as well at Andera Midco. High school sports coverage from Jason Andera, Midco Sports, Sioux Falls. It's here on the Nate Brown Show tonight. Jason, good to talk to you, man. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Nate? It's uh, already, what, almost halfway through the summer. How about like. that? I gave you some time off, Jason. I mean, I just gave you a little yeah. break here. Uh, by the way, you I know t- I kept rejecting you because I've been too busy uh, <laughs> doing summer stuff. I, I feel bad about that. I, I believe that. Um, you said you were umping. Uh, last night. Yeah. So Jason and Daryl behind the plate. Yeah. You know what? I, I got done coaching my daughter who had played softball for, I don't know, 15 years or something. And I kind of missed it at the end of last year. And I, and I got into umping for a couple games and I was not sure if I wanted to do it or not. So this year I, I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot. And I kind of like it now. I kind of like Pumping. So I did a tournament last week. I did a couple couple nights a week. I go out and, you know, pump 14 to 16 to 18-year-olds. Okay, very interesting. So this, this fits right in with my programming. I talk a lot about umping, refereeing, things like this. My daughter is a new soccer ref for the first time. She's 14, oh. and she's been refing soccer and and has had some interesting experiences. Here's what came yeah. out uh, yesterday. A soccer league in Toronto is now introducing body cameras for their refs. They're going to they're gonna start this next month to record what happens at games and to also uh, record abusive behavior. If Jason Antera had to wear a body camera, did we need do we need to put one on you? I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I had that thought, actually, as a <laughs> new umpire trying to get better. I thought this would be a great way to review my work. But then I thought more about it and, and said, this is a, a terrible, slippery slope to start. Is that <laughs> because right? Because you're going to have parents coming out and saying, you talk video, it's on video. You know, they're going to oh, have video reviews. Oh. They know that, that that's not it, but they're going to they're gonna 
know that there's video and and question you even more, I think. But uh, the body cam, as far as protecting you from parents, though, that's probably a good idea. So maybe there's some kind of, of way to make this work. But I don't know. That's uh, it's a good topic to talk about. Okay, what is the last one on this? Since you're umping games and, and you're, you know, you said, hey, I'm going to get into this and get close to the game again. How has the experience been overall from fans? Because I've seen good ones, but then I saw some in Denver with my daughter. She was doing a tournament down there. It was off the charts. I mean, it was bad. Yeah. So what's been your experience? Were, you know, I, like I've only done a little bit, but the very first couple games I did last year, and I had no idea what I was doing, um, I heard it. <laughs> I heard it from fans that, because I, I really was uh, worried about my positioning, and I, I wasn't focused on making calls. And this year, I feel like I've gotten better, and I think the better you get, the less you know, the less you hear from fans. But then, you know, there's also, we had an ejection over the weekend mm. at a softball game here that, you know, one of the umps was, other umps ejected a field over and we talked about it. And it was, you know, it was pretty ridiculous reason. To was get it a fan from or a, a player? It was, it was a coach. Oh, okay. It was a coach who got tossed and, and uh, there was, it was because they had a warning on the fan because the fans were getting unruly with mm. the umps. And so the coach got warned, and then the coach piped up and got tossed. So, yes, it's definitely happening. Um, I haven't seen it a ton yet, but I don't have a ton of experience in it either. Jason Andera, good stuff tonight. Uh, a part-time ump now and full-time on Midco Sports, uh, live from Sioux Falls. There you go. Okay, let me ask you about this. There's no details, so it's a tough story. But the Mitchell Republic is reporting that the Mitchell Legion baseball team has halted activities post-18 until further notice due to player personnel issues. That's according to the Legion head coach there, Luke Norton. Circumstances caused the suspension of baseball activities due to a legal or criminal matter. That doesn't sound good to me ever. What do you think of that on the surface? Yeah, I saw that too, and... My first thought is, you know, it's pretty serious if you are halting game. Um, and it, it tells me it's probably more than one person, too, because, you know, one person you could probably deal with an issue even if it is legal. Um, but, again, I don't know their bylaws, so I can't say exactly, you know, that for sure. But it certainly seems like this is uh, something that involves more than one person, uh, something illegal, and, you know, I can't speculate anymore, especially, you know, with minors involved. Uh, it sounds like some of the other teams in Mitchell are playing at the lower levels. Yes, yes. Uh, so it's, I, that tells me it's probably not an organizational thing, and it probably isn't a coaching thing. Um, but, gosh, you don't want to infer too much because who knows what's going on there. Never sounds good when that happens. I will, ta- I will say that. So no individual suspensions have been levied as of today in the Mitchell baseball team, but the entire post-18 Legion team has halted activities. No games right now. It's a day-by-day process, according to the board of directors, this story in the Mitchell Republic. So post-18 Legion baseball shutting things down to a potential legal or criminal matter. Okay. And it's just just the worst for the players, too, especially if you're not involved at all. Because everybody, I'm sure everybody's asking you what the heck is going on, and and they don't get to play their game. So yeah, it's just it's just a bad deal. How about this one, Jason? You're close to this. I'm really close to this. It's a story out of Iowa that I discussed last week, and now there's some litigation there. 
So Iowa has a state baseball tournament. They signed a deal with a, a, a media company to carry the state baseball tournament. That media company said, we're going to charge a fee for fans to watch online. So we're streaming it. We're going to charge a fee. The Iowa Activities Association now is taking them and saying, no, we can't have this. So, so they're, they're going through that process. When it comes to high school sports, you cover them, I cover them. What should be um, accessible for high school sports? What do you talk? What do you think about fees? Boy, this is a, this is a touchy one too because the world is changing so quickly, isn't it? And people want better and better coverage, right? They they don't want just you know a camera sucked up. They'll complain if there's just a camera and you know not very high level of production. But yet these media companies like ours who, who do nice productions, they cost a lot of money. Yes, yes. And they're also paying for the rights to do those games. So, I mean, I get that they want to charge. You don't have to pay it. But I, I feel ter- I just feel terrible for fans who have to, you know, are used to being able to get these games brought to them for free that they have to pay for them. It's another sticky situation. You, you're full of them today, Nate. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of ways that could go with this back and forth, but I think if you have a good enough product, you should be able to get advertisers to pay uh, for a high-quality production and hopefully give the fans a free option, but that being said, I'm not sure if Mitko ever got that contract. I'm not sure what they do. They may they may decide to charge for it as well. I, I, I guess well, you know, I know, you're dealing with for-profit companies. Well, I know where this is at. I mean, I have a company, right? We cover high school sports. We work it hard right. with community sponsors, and, and we really get community engagement. And so it's free on the radio. We have we partner with a streaming company with our play-by-play and video, and it all works out. Um, and I said, I hope that that continues because I think accessibility to high school sports is great for the kids yeah, and really the fans. Do. But I, I get it. I understand. Well, it's, you know, businesses are going to try and – have to do what they have to do. Now the Activities Association in Iowa says, hey, we, we got to get this figured out because people are fired up. They might not be able to watch the state baseball tournament in Iowa so for free. I'm just double-checking here. So Iowa has baseball sanctioned. But I, I know that. Um, so that goes under the Activities Association. So they're the ones that probably had to make this deal with the yeah, yeah. The media company, right? Yeah, must have not looked at the fine print like, hey, are you guys yeah. going to charge a fee? Well, we can, and now we are. Um, so yeah. we'll see how that plays out. The Activities Association taking some heat there in Iowa on it. Um, last one, Simeon Birnbaum, Rapid City Stevens. He goes and yeah. wins the Nike Outdoor Nationals um, a couple of weeks ago. He wins in an unbelievable fashion against the top milers in the country. And Simeon Birnbaum just continues to impress and now he's nominated to win the National Track and Field Athlete of the Year Award. I put it out there on Twitter. I said, hey, we got to get this guy a win, uh, Simeon Birnbaum. Who else would you vote for? He's got to win it, Jason. we got to, we got to start promoting this guy. People have no clue, you know, the level that he's at compared to some of these other sports that we follow maybe a little bit closer. He is, uh, yeah, this is definitely not even a generational guy, like one of the best to ever come out of the state, and I love the way he promotes track and field. I'm not a huge track and field guy. I, I like it, and I do cover it, but he has made me want to watch even more every time he's out participating on the track. So, yes, tell all your friends. Let's get this guy 
some recognition. He is doing incredible things right now. Okay, the site is scorebooklive.com. So, so they're doing this contest. It's a fan vote. Who's the National Track Athlete of the Year? Simeon Birnbaum is up for it. He's, he's a little behind in the voting. So a kid from Idaho is beating him, and I'm saying nobody's been better oh. than uh, Simeon. So scorebooklive.com. All Share right. it and uh, vote for Simeon. Jason, good to have you, man. Thanks for hopping on. Yeah, always fun, Nate. I appreciate it. Jason Andera tonight from Sioux Falls, Midco Sports, high school sports analyst on Twitter at Andera Midco. Yeah, I wanted to tell you that because if you're not following us on Twitter or anything like that, um, Simeon Birnbaum's up for the National Track Athlete of the Year. It's a fan vote from this company, scorebooklive.com. They cover track at high school sports. Scorebooklive.com. Vote now. Who's the National High School Track and Field Athlete of the Year? It's Birnbaum, man. I mean, off the charts. Unbelievably uh, accomplished. I don't know why anybody else would win it. Birnbaum's setting records says uh, the top runner in the country. So vote for Birnbaum. Let's get a South Dakota kid, Rapid City Zone, National Track Athlete of the Year. That's scorebooklive.com. You can find it. Okay. Um, let's get into the drive at five tonight. And I've got an interesting question here. When it comes to your high school coach, what is that high school coach responsible for? Okay. What is your high school coach responsible for? What do you really want them doing? It involves me, the media, doesn't it? We'll discuss next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. Shop the area's best selection of pre-owned Hondas and Honda certified pre-owned at Danny Meadow Rushmore Honda. Buy with no money down and get financing as low as 3.99% APR for up to 60 months. Plus, we have a lot full of used cars, trucks, and SUVs, imports, and domestics. Many are local, one owner trade-ins. See us at Denny Menhall Rushmore Honda or RushmoreHonda.com. Select in-stock certified pre-owned 1841 for 1000 finance regardless of down with qualified credit. Expires 7-5-23. It's roundup time in Delfouche, and First Gold Gaming Resort is your home for beef, beer, and a bed. Saddle up and head to First Gold for USDA prime ribs served daily in our Horseshoe Restaurant. Enjoy an ice-cold beer in First Gold's new bar featuring one, two, and three-dollar drafts. And for a clean, comfortable bed to bunk in for the night, book your stay in our Travelodge by Wyndham. Go to firstgold.com or call 1-800-274-1876. First Gold Gaming Resort, it's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station, 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Black Hills Community Bank is your local bank that's deeply committed to this community. And right now, the annual diaper drive is back, where they're working to collect over 50,000 diapers this year for the Cornerstone Women and Children's Home in Rapid City and the Bella Pregnancy Resource Center in Spearfish. With a silent auction and other events in June, Black Hills Community Bank appreciates your help in making a difference. Black Hills Community Bank, investing in what counts. For more info on the diaper drive, just stop by or visit bhcbank.com slash diaper drive. 
Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. Hi, this is Rob at Firehouse Wine Cellars, downtown Rapid City. It's summer in the Black Hills, and our selection of wines at Firehouse Wine Cellars has never been better. The difference with Firehouse Wines is we make our wines right here in our modern winemaking facility with real grapes from the best vineyards on the West Coast. If you love wine, you need to sign up for our Firehouse Club 1915, which will get you some exclusive benefits and tastings. Join us this summer at Firehouse Wine Cellars on Main Street and enjoy the best wine in the Black Hills. You can see our great selection right now at Firehouse WineCellars.com. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate. Welcome in on a Wednesday. The Drive at 5 on the Nate Brown Show brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. When it comes to pre-owned vehicles, Summit has them. Stacy and Matt, they've worked hard to get your right selection. Take a look right now, summitautogrp.com. You're in the market for pre-owned quality, summitautogrp.com. East Highway 44, you'll find the lot. Take a look, cars, trucks, SUVs. No high-pressure sales gimmicky stuff, okay? Quality experience, the right financing. Get to the right vehicle, summitautogrp.com. The Drive at 5 of the Nate Brown Show featuring Eric Williams coming up. National NFL writer, foxsports.com, live from San Diego. Okay, um, speaking of the NFL, what do you think? Uh, question of the day today, uh, I'd like you to chime in on that. A little surprised by the results so far. So Adam Schefter, I started the show with this. Adam Schefter saying Isaiah Rogers, he's a corner and return specialist for the Colts. He's going to get popped with a year-long suspension because he bet on Colts games this past season. So a Colts player betting on Colt games. And so I have the question of the day. In this uh, current state of sports betting, and you know there's, there's stuff coming out with colleges and the NCAA trying to get a handle on it, the NFL sticking with year-long suspensions, like if you're betting on the NFL, and it, it, in this case, it sounds like even if you're betting on your own team, it's no different than betting on the NFL in general. Do you agree with a year-long suspension for NFL players that bet on NFL games? Do you agree? Yes, a year is fair, or no, the punishment's too harsh. And the reason I'm surprised by the results so far on Twitter 52% of you say a year is a fair penalty. Okay. 44% of you say a pun the punishment's too harsh. That's a big number. 44% voting the year-long suspension for NFL players betting on NFL games is too harsh. <laughs> so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ask you, you want NFL players betting on NFL games? I mean, I'm, I'm surprised by that. We can't have that. And you surely can't have NFL players betting on their own teams. Well, what if they bet on them to win? 
Well, that's nice. I mean, it's a heck of a lot better than betting on them to lose, but I just can't have it. I got to take you out of that arena. Millions of dollars on the line for your contract. Billions of dollars on the line for the integrity of the league. That's what this is about. So you can't, I mean, oh, punishment's too harsh. A year-long suspension for betting on NFL games? I can't have it. I think he's lucky that he's not going to get popped longer. I guess we'll find out here. Adam Schefter says this week the NFL's going to release that. This Colts player betting on Colt games. He's lucky. I, I think he didn't get popped harder than a year long. But some people say that's too harsh as it is. Um, four percent of you say should ban them even longer. So, so even a really, really small number. Four percent on Twitter saying ban them longer. Fifty-two percent. The year's a fair penalty. Forty-four percent punishments too harsh. The year's too harsh. Four percent ban them longer. I'm in the camp of. I guess the year is fine, but I think you're going to have to go even harsher if this keeps happening. You're just going to have to look at it because Calvin Ridley was the first guy two years ago. He didn't bet on Falcon games, but he bet on NFL games when he was hurt. He got popped for a year. And people kind of back then were like, oh, my gosh, he only bets, you know, small amounts, and it was on games he wasn't involved in. He was hurt. I understand. It's, it's not me betting on the games, guys. You betting on the games. We're betting on the games. I'm a player with millions in a contract, part of an organization. You have to follow that guideline strict. And you have to keep the integrity of the NFL at a premium. It's paramount. It's billions and billions of dollars. If something ever goes awry with betting on your own team and it goes the other way, we got the NFL's got a major problem. Okay? So so I'm on the camp of I, I guess a year is fine, but I think you gotta start even going down that road of looking at even more. Because, well, Calvin Ridley did it two years ago, and here's more guys still doing it now. Okay, uh, let me jump into this high school story, and then I'll get to Eric Williams. We'll discuss the situation, how the NFL's handling the, the sports betting with their players, Fox Sports NFL writers straight ahead. So here's the thing about high school uh, programs, okay? High school coaches are the face of their program. They are the leaders of their programs, I interview numerous high school coaches on this show. Why? There's a few different reasons. We want to get the listeners informed of how's the high school team looking. We want to give the kids uh, um, promoted that are putting in the work and being a part of a high school varsity program. And we want to give the coach an opportunity to give his or her vision what their philosophy, what their plan is, how they're going to build a program, what they're trying to do with the kids here in Rapid City and the surrounding schools. Okay? So there's various reasons. Like, hey, here's high school sports. It's, it's important to us in South Dakota. We played it. We love it. And I want to keep people plugged in. How's the program at St. Thomas More, at Stevens, wherever? Okay? So I interviewed numerous high school coaches, and, and I really enjoy that. I love talking about where they're at, what they're trying to do, how the program's looking, the whole thing along the way, and have an educational side of that and keep people plugged in. Here's the thing. 95% of the coaches 
like doing the media interviews, I believe, okay? They don't, you know, the coaches don't say like, hey, I love doing the Nate Brown show, but <laughs> I, I, I never get too much uh, pushbacks like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. No, I'm doing this. No, I'm doing that. No, I'm doing this. Yeah, very rarely, probably, probably 95, 97%. Hey, thanks for the opportunity. I like being on, talking about the kids, talking about my program, okay? What we're trying to do. That's, that's mostly what happens. There's a couple of coaches, even here in town, I can't hardly get a hold of them. They say, well, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. There's some that don't respond at all. They just don't respond at all. Now, it's not to pick on them, but I'm just pointing out this. If you're the face and leader of your program, I believe you should engage with the media Share your vision for the program. Share what your kids are doing in your program, what you're trying to do. Sports is just bigger than winning games. What does the program mean to the school? The whole thing. It's about school pride. It's about your program. It's about the kids and promoting what they're doing. So when I, when I look at it and say, hey, a coach maybe doesn't come on, doesn't want to come on, maybe is having a tough time with that, I ask this question, how important is that, do you believe, for the success of a high school program for that coach. Meaning, how important is the PR deal, the media thing, for a high school program? It's a legitimate question I'm asking the listeners right now. Because I think some people think, that's really not that big a deal. You know, I, I don't need to hear from a coach that, you know, talking about what's happening at Stevens or whatever. I don't need to hear from them. I ask this question from my set of it. I've done it a long time. I say, how important is it for high school coaches to do media interviews and play that PR uh, situation? How important is it? 720-1067. If you have an answer for me, I'd like to, I'd like to hear that. 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. Do you think it's really important you have to promote the kids and the program? Or do you honestly think, it really doesn't have much of an impact on your program. That's, that's what I want to know from the question of the day. How important is it for high school coaches, I'm talking here in South Dakota, Rapid City, for example, to do media interviews on the PR side? How important for the program? Here's some uh, votes right now coming in, 720-1067. Some votes right now, 67% voting Coaches should do them, promote their program consistently. Coaches should do them, 67%. 33%, it really has no impact on the program. From my side, I'm biased, right? I'm biased, so I'll admit that. But I'm looking at it from this vantage point. Everybody has a brand. You may think you don't have a brand. Well, I'm just, yeah, I'm just a coach or I'm just whoever, a worker here that... Everybody has a brand. What's your brand? As a coach, I'm running this program. You have a brand. You've got to tell your story of your program, your kids, your school. Why does it impact your program? I believe if your brand is strong, that program is going to be stronger. Well, I just get the kids I get. Huh? I, I don't buy that. In this day of I could transfer here, I can go there, open enrollment, South Dakota, your brand is strong, your program is stronger. I know you're going to get players you get, 
you got to make sure that the, the brand of your program is out front. What are we trying to do? Is the story of my program being told? I really believe it does have an impact. Um, listener text, coaches should do them, no doubt. It's very important. Very important. So 67% say do them on Twitter. What do you think? 33% say it has no impact on the program. I find that really interesting. I've, I've made my argument. Eric Williams in Fox Sports National NFL writer on the way next. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street, Rapid City. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A severe thunderstorm watch continues until 9 p.m. tonight. Chance for scattered storms tonight. Otherwise, mainly cloudy skies expected. Lows around 59. West winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Chance for scattered thunderstorms again tomorrow. High of 77. Partly cloudy skies. Chance for scattered thunderstorms tomorrow night 57. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 60. Hi, this is Carrie from Black Hills Harley-Davidson. Summer riding season is in full swing, and I am here to tell you all five Harley stores in the Black Hills are here for you when you need us. All of our locations are fully stocked with truckloads of genuine Harley-Davidson Sturgis Rally merchandise. Available in all sizes to fit just about anybody. Shop the world's largest selection of everything Harley-Davidson at Black Hills Harley-Davidson off I-90 at Exit 55 in Rapid City. Also shop our locations in Sturgis, Deadwood, Hill City, and Wall. For 80 years, Pops Tire Service has been providing best-in-class service and value. We have grown to over 200 locations and are one of a few service providers that buy tires manufactured direct. We are proud to pass those savings on to you, our customers. We buy more, you save more. Pops, the tire and service professionals. Family-owned since 1939. Through June 30th, get up to a $170 rebate on select Bridgestone tires or up to a $160 rebate on select Firestone tires. See store for details or visit us at PopsTire.com. Tin Lizzie BetMGM Sportsbook is your home for the best sports betting experience in South Dakota. They have great food, great service, and great 4K TVs. There's not a bad seat in the house. And every game is on at Tin Lizzie. Bet on your favorite teams and watch the game, have a cold one, and enjoy summer in the Black Hills. BetMGM Sportsbook at Tin Lizzie, the king of sportsbooks. What game are you betting on? Make your play at Tin Lizzie, Main Street, Deadwood. Hanging with Ryan in Anytime Auto Sales. I see you have lots of new models of Braxton Creek Bushwhacker Plus campers. Yes, we do. Virtually one of every model they make. Is bang for the buck? There's nothing out there that competes with these new Bushwhacker campers. You just got to see all these Bushwhacker teardrops. So many options for their size. They are super cool. With full kitchens, refrigerators, stereo systems, memory foam mattresses, built-in furnace and air conditioning systems. They even have a shower and a toilet. All that in such a compact package. Yes, sir. Totally self-contained 
off-road suspension campers ready for boondocking or a campground with battery power and propane tank. They're even solar ready too. You just got to check out these little bushwhacker teardrops, folks. They're so perfect for where we live. Adventure junkies, it's time to head for the hills and do it in affordable comfort. Now at Anytime Auto Sales, get one before they're gone. These are like nothing you've ever seen before. See anytimeanytime.com or the corner of Highway 79 and East Minnesota. Anytime Auto Sales. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey, welcome back in the Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Good stuff. If you missed some of the show, go to the Nate Brown Show podcast. It'll be up tonight. All the shows right there on Google, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get them, Amazon, wherever you get your podcast, okay, wherever you download podcasts, the Nate Brown Show podcast right there. Every show, every guest, all the segments. We don't repeat guests and play them back. Try and give you new content. If folks are listening different times, go to the Nate Brown Show podcast, and you've got us. We're live in the Drive at 5, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. With Eric Williams, NFL writer, Fox Sports, on Twitter at Eric underscore D underscore Williams. Eric Williams, Fox Sports. Eric, good to get you on, man. How are you? Nate, I'm doing well. Thanks for the, the death leopard reminding me of high school. I love it. Reminds me. It's our good old days, Eric. It's our good old days. <laughs> Don't forget that. Um, let me ask you about this, and I've got a question of the day out to the audience. So, Adam Schefter is reporting that we're going to see a year-long suspension for Isaiah Rogers of the Colts. He's mm-hmm. a return specialist and cornerback, and he bet on games, is the report, and Colts games. Colts games. Right. So, right. so there's some varying levels here. I asked the audience today, mm-hmm. should NFL players, is the year-long suspension good? Is that fair, or is it too harsh? And I've got it. It's pretty close. 52% say it's fair, 45% say it's too harsh, and then like mm-hmm. 3% say it should be it should be harsher. I thought that wow. 45% saying it's too harsh, I was surprised by that. What do you think the fans think of players betting on games? Well, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to approach this conversation. I think from a fan's perspective, you're concerned about the integrity integrity of the game and guys betting on games that they're going to play in in terms of insider information or having an influence on, you know, what's happening on the field on something that they're betting on. And so you understand from the NFL's perspective that they have to get this situation taken care of quickly. He already had Alvin or Calvin Ridley suspended a year ago for a year, so that kind of sets the, the tone and, and the expectation of, of what was going to happen for players in the future. Um, but, you know, in the, in the NFL, in some respects, it's, it's kind of created this issue because they've gotten on board with a lot of these um, companies like Sandal um, and, and are promoting it, um, you know, throughout the league. And they're playing in Vegas, you know, a place where, you know, we never thought they were going to play maybe a, a decade ago. And now they're, now they're there with the Raiders. In terms of just as a reporter, you know, I'm in the locker room a lot and, and the gambling is a part of that culture. I mean, guys are playing pokers, and they're not betting $5, $10. They're betting hundreds and thousands of dollars 
on these games, whether it's poker or, or cornhole or any kind of game. And so that culture is pervasive throughout the NFL in those locker rooms. They're used to betting a lot of money. And so I think from, again, the NFL's perspective, they need to do a better job of educating these guys on, on what they can do and what they can't do within the workplace, the locker room, and outside the facility. And, and then obviously they can't, they can't bet on games, I mean, because that's, a, that's an issue, again, with the integrity of the product on the field, which is how they're making their money. Yeah, it's interesting. So the fans here on the Nate Brown Show, you know, 45% of them say a year-long ban is too harsh. Mm-hmm. I think what they're saying, Eric, and I'm just guessing is this is hypocrisy, as, as you kind of yeah. say. is The <laughs> NFL has sponsorships and all this stuff and sports books, and – but I look at it and say, fans truly can't want players to bet on NFL games, right? I mean, we can't want that. That and playing in the NFL is a privilege, not a right. And if you're in the NFL, there's certain things that you have to kind of adhere to, certain rules that you have to, 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 to stand behind and, and, and follow. And certainly gambling is one of those, right? I mean, um, I agree with the sentiment from some fans that perhaps too harsh because the NFL is on board with this whole, you know, gambling situation that they've, they've helped kind of promote. But just because they're promoting it doesn't necessarily mean that players should be participating in it because, again, they, they want to have that, um, that boundary between, you know, what's happening on the field and, and what, what's happening in the gambling community. Do you think betting on your own team is even worse? That's what the accusation yeah. <laughs> is of Isaiah Rogers. But, yeah. okay, so you do. Well, he's going to yeah. get the same year-long suspension as Calvin Ridley. Calvin didn't bet on the Falcons. He, he just bet on games, and it's right. the same suspension. I find that odd. Well, I find it odd that the player is betting on games that he's playing in and doesn't understand that he can't do that. I mean – Again, it's an education issue. And you're right, there's probably a difference between what Ridley did and what this guy did in betting on, on, on games on a, a team that he's on. Um, but at the end of the day, I just think, you know, the NFL has to do a better job of, of kind of educating players on, on the do's and don'ts. Players should understand common sense that you can't bet on games that, on, for a team that you're going to be playing on, that there's a conflict of interest there. Um and then, you know, just maybe do something else besides gambling. I mean, you have a lot of, of, of money, and I think it's important for um, teams to do a better job of, of educating guys in terms of financial literacy and, 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 and how else they can either invest their money or, or spend their money on things. I want to ask you about this, Eric. One more on this. Will the NFL lead down this road? Will they have to go down this road of a, of a ban? Like, like college sports today, they clarified, if you bet on your own team in college sports, you will lose college eligibility permanently. You're done, wow. essentially, a lifetime ban. Colleges, right. uh, NCAA said that today. Will the NFL, will they have to go down this road? Perhaps. You know, if, if, if what they're doing right now with the year-long ban doesn't help curb the issue, maybe they have to take, you know, more drastic steps and then somebody's going to have to be the person that, that has to take the fall for everybody else. You hope it doesn't come to that. You hope guys can kind of understand that their livelihoods are at stake and, again, they could do other things with that money. 
Um, but for right now, I mean, a year-long ban is, is pretty significant, I, I think, and, and should, you know, get guys' attention when the average career in the NFL is only 3.3 years as it is right now. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I get that. Eric Williams on tonight, FoxSports.com, NFL writer here on the Nate Brown Show. Let's get to some football stuff. Um, I want to get your read out there in the NFC West. 49ers, to me, still up in the air in this quarterback situation. What do you think about Brock Purdy and Trey Lance? What's going to happen? I think everything that you're hearing from Kyle Shanahan and the people with the organization is their expectation is Purdy's going to be healthy enough to play. You know, he's starting to throw this summer. I think they're actually hoping that he will be cleared in time for training camp. I think that's a bit optimistic. But I think um, if he's not ready for week one, I think they feel like he's going to be ready soon after that. If he's not ready, again, I would lean more towards Sam Donald being a starter than Trey Lance. And I'm not sure what they're going to do with Trey Lance. You know, I don't know what his value is on the, on the trade market. You know, if, there, if there's actually teams that are interested, and if they are interested, what would they be willing to give up in terms of, you know, draft compensation or player compensation? Um, but it does seem like it's, it's, it's time for Trey Lance to move on to a different team and, and that the Niners have uh, contingency plans if he's not on the roster. And, again, I think they're behind Purdy once he's healthy. And I think, you know, the expectation, it seems like, again, from listening to everything that's coming out of the organization is that he's going to be healthy enough to play uh, perhaps at the start of the season. But if not at the start of the season, you know, maybe week two, week three. Eric, you covered Russell Wilson in Seattle, and I've had you on a lot and talked about the Broncos last year. Mm-hmm. So Russell's dropped like 20 pounds. Sean yeah. Payton's coming in. Do yeah. you believe Russell Wilson is going to be a bounce-back player? I do. I, I think, um, you know, Sean was the right coach at the right time to come in and, and help kind of get Russell playing back to, to how he was, you know, when he was with the Seahawks. I think he needs structure. I think he needs discipline. Um, and I think he needs an, an offensive play caller that understands how to get Russell into the best situation so that he can be successful and go back to playing at a high level. I always thought that he was, was getting a little big, you know, in his latter years with the Seahawks. Um, you know, he said he wanted to get bigger in order to kind of take hits and be more durable, but I really felt like it affected his mobility, which was his strength as a, as a player, as a quarterback. It was kind of his secret sauce, his ability to create second reaction plays. It seems like he'll be able to do that now by losing that weight. Um, and then I think along with that, you know, they have to be able to run the football uh, to create balance with the Broncos, and we'll see if Javante comes back healthy. Okay, last one. Eric Williams on tonight, NFL writer, FoxSports.com, here on the Nate Brown Show. Good stuff. Do you think there's smoke with this Stephon Diggs situation in Buffalo, he left practice the first mandatory minicamp. Then there's still people talking about, well, maybe I don't know if he gets along with Josh Allen. They 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 got along before. Maybe maybe they're not getting along. What's going on here, Stephon Diggs? He kind of exited Minnesota this way. What do you yeah. say about it? Uh, I definitely think there's something to it. Um, you know, just when you look at the situation and kind of follow some of the reporting from people that know that team well. Now, what exactly is going on, I'm not sure. I'm sure it has to do with, with he's a receiver, so it has to do with targets probably. He wants the football. All receivers want the football, right? Um, it has to do with wanting the football in specific situations like the postseason where he can have the most impact. 
Um, and then maybe so there's some other stuff, too. Maybe there's, there's some personality issues that are going on there. Um, you mentioned the fact that, um, you know, the exit from Minnesota wasn't the best. Um, so he, he's kind of a mercurial player to begin with, um, a guy that sounds like he uh, voices his opinion and wants to be heard. Um, I think with any player like Stefan, um, organizations are going to take, take it up to a certain point because of how good the player is. And then once the player doesn't you know, have that value in terms of how he's playing, then they're ready to move on. It doesn't seem like Buffalo's in that situation where they want to move on yet. Eric Williams tonight. Glad to have him back. FoxSports.com, NFL writer here on the Nate Brown Show. He's on Twitter, Eric underscore D underscore Williams. Eric, good to talk to you, man. Thanks for hopping on. Yeah, good to, good to talk to you as well, Nate. Thanks for having me. Appreciate your time, as always. Eric Williams tonight, Fox Sports, NFL writer here on the Nate Brown Show, um, South Dakota Sports Talk Show with Eric Williams live from San Diego. All right. I don't know, man. That Stefan Diggs thing is – just surprises me a little bit. It's kind of like, I wonder why guys are, well, I, it's got to be me. Look at me. I, I need more of this. I need more of that. need more say in the offense. That's the reports. I need, need to be involved in the offense and the decision-making. It's like, you have Josh Allen, great leader, great character, great teammate, and now you, you're going to try and mess that up too? I mean, you, you didn't like Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. And it's like, Stefan, you you gotta you gotta eventually like something, right? I think many wide receivers would like to be with Josh Allen and the Bills. I think is that offense a little milk toast? Is it a little bland from an offensive scheme? Uh, Ken Dorsey, the OC, maybe, but you know, take care of that stuff in house. Don't don't be running out of the uh, facility and missing mandatory minicamp. I mean, that's just take my ball and go home stuff. Okay, um, the NCAA has one more thing for us today. They are considering a pretty major change to the transfer portal. I'm going to get into that later. And next we talk about Javante Williams, Broncos running back. He tore everything in his knee. Will he be ready? That's on the way. This is the Nate Brown Show. Shop the Black Hills' best selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs at Danny Manhole Rapid Chevrolet. Over 300 used vehicles, many late model local trades, GMCs, Rams, Fords, imports, and more. Plus, used Chevys and GM certified pre-owned. Get financing as low as 3.9% APR on select GM certified pre-owned. Or buy any used with no money down and no payments for 90 days. See us at Danny Manhole Rapid Chevrolet or DannyManholeRapidChevrolet.com. Length of finance contract is limited. Offers with qualified credit. For nearly 100 years, Connex has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. 
The doctors and staff at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center have provided expert bone, joint, and muscle care to patients in the Black Hills area since 1976. Whether you're an elite athlete, a weekend warrior, or just want to continue your active lifestyle, the orthopedic experts at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center will help you stay in the game. Don't let an injury keep you from doing the things you love. Trust the team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, specializing in what moves you. Learn more at bhosc.com. Hey, it's Chris Broussard. Remember to catch the Odd Couple weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, let's get back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. South Dakota Sports Talk Show. We're live weekdays 4 to 6 on Fox Sports Rapid City. Thanks for spending some time with us. Appreciate it. Wednesday on the program. Let's go inside sports medicine on the Nate Brown Show. Brought to you by our partners at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. When it comes to the expert care, Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. Also with urgent care. Start at BHOSC.com from the weekend warrior to the elite athlete. Better access, more options at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, bhosc.com. We go inside sports medicine, and I've got an interesting player here and an interesting topic a lot of people want to know. So I invite in orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Lou Papendick tonight. Lou, good to have you. How are you? I'm doing great, Nate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we are getting to that time of year, aren't we, where <laughs> we're going to be Getting into some high-collision sports. It's football just around the corner. I know. People are waiting for it. Yeah, they can't wait for it. So here's the, here's the thing. This player for the Broncos, I, I just said leading in, I said he, he, like, tore everything in his knee. And I don't want to say everything, but it was a lot. I mean, it's a serious knee injury. So Javante Williams running back for the Broncos, torn ACL, LCL, PLC. That's a lot of letters, Lou. So – you explain what's going on in Javante Williams' knee from the injury. Absolutely. Yeah, it does sound like the alphabet, doesn't it? Alphabet of the knee. Well, I think most people know what an ACL is, but it stands for anterior cruciate ligament, and it's probably one of the most common ligaments in the knee injured along the medial collateral ligament. But he got his ACL. And then on the outer half of his knee, on the outside half, there is a ligament that connects the femur to the lower leg, and that's called the lateral collateral ligament. So that's the LCL. And then if you just start curving around the back side of the knee on your lateral side, that's called the posterior lateral corner of the knee, and that's, that's your PLC or posterior lateral corner. And that's actually a very commonly injured area when people tear their ACL, but there's different degrees of injury. And so when they outline all three injured, that means he had a pretty violent knee injury, stretched three areas of his knee, tore his ACL, lateral collateral, and that posterior lateral corner. That's a significant, serious knee injury. Okay, he's a running back, cutting, darting, dodging. Um, he's been on, you know, rehab, the whole thing. He's had the surgery, that, that whole thing. I think about, can he get to back to what he was? That's a hard question, probably. Right. You know, I think 
the way you stated the question to the way he was is the operative term. And I would say universally, doctors, trainers, therapists would say no, not to where he is. But he's a superstar. And can he get back to being a competitive athlete in the NFL? And I think that's what they're hoping for. And certainly there's indications that he's going to try and play preseason. And we'll see how he does because running back, that's planting, stopping, pivoting, cutting, twisting. And at not even a year out from his injury as we speak, that's pretty, you know, that's pretty aggressive. I mean, just an isolated ACL, it's usually nine months minimum, maybe a year. So we'll see how this young man is able to perform. And I think the preseason, they'll get an idea. And if they can protect him as the year goes on, he may get back to being, you know, pretty competitive. Part of the expert team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, Dr. Lou Papendick. We have him on Inside Sports Medicine, only here on Fox Sports Rapid City, talking Javante Williams, Broncos running back. You just said he's trying to come back. So I'll say with the with all three of those, is, is that worse than a traditional ACL? I mean, it, it sounds like it, but does that add more problems? It does. It certainly does because to get all three – portions of the knee that's a lot of impact across the cartilage of the knee and the bones of the knee and there's a lot of deep injury that will be reflected down the road right and since we weren't in surgery seeing it i'm sure he had some other contusions and articular cartilage problems in his knee and even though he can come back he is certainly has a very, very high chance of developing post-traumatic arthritis in that knee down the road. And so, yeah, th this is more complicated than just your everyday ACL tear. I assume knee brace, I mean, some some of that stuff, I mean, he's, he's going to have to protect that now, right? Yes, absolutely. He'll be in a knee brace, and, and I'm sure they will... You know, they will utilize him in certain plays where he maybe doesn't have to rely on that particular knee to make a cut or twist, maybe in the directionality he's going. Or they'll just give him a little more time. They'll keep rehabbing. They'll slowly bring him back and see how he does. Maybe they'll utilize him differently. He'll maybe be a receiving back, right, out coming out of the backfield. And it doesn't require quite the forces. But at that level of sport, they are going at such high speeds with such such violence and force that good luck to him. I hope he makes it back for his career, but it, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'll tell you, this is an interesting one because he wants to come back right away. Uh, Broncos running back Javante Williams will keep an eye on it. Dr. Lou Papendick on tonight on Fox Sports Rapid City. Our partners, Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, Inside Sports Medicine. Lou, hope you're enjoying summer. I always appreciate having you on. I appreciate it, Nate. And, hey, how about that College World Series? That was pretty exciting. I like it. I like it. Have a great All summer. Right. We'll talk to you again. Uh, Lou Papendick, orthopedic surgeon, great uh, part of the team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. The expert team when it comes to orthopedic care from the weekend warrior to the elite athlete. They're out there taking care of them. For over 40 years here in the Black Hills, start at BHOSC.com. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, number one in the region. Orthopedic care. Dr. Lou Papendick on tonight on Inside Sports Medicine. That'll do it for the Nate Brown Show. Fox Sports Rapid City in the books. We're back tomorrow 
Ready to roll, 4 o'clock, and a 5 o'clock happy hour with Rob Kegron in studio, one of our favorite days of the week. Thursday show ready to go, and we're ready to go with the Odd Couple on the way, plus the Nate Brown Show podcast going up right now if you missed some of the show. Thanks for listening. See ya.